Malachi, you said, wow, you're so smart. Well, I wrote those down so I could say that. Not as smart as I look. Amen. Table of contents. Table of contents, yeah. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I love the Word of God. I have never in my life desired to be a pastor or a preacher or an evangelist or a missionary. Never. So I can say this without hesitation. I love the Word of God whether I'm studying it or reading it or hearing it or preaching it. I love the Word of God. I just do. Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 1. The burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see. O Lord, how long shall I cry, and I shall not hear? I even cry out unto thee of violence, and thou wilt not save. Why dost thou show me iniquity, and cause me to behold grievance? For spoiling and violence are before me, and there are that raise up strife and contention. Therefore the law is slack, and judgment doth, go, doth never go forth. For the wicked doth compass about right, uh, righteous, the righteous. Therefore, wrong judgment proceedeth. Brother Riley, would you open in a word of prayer, brother? burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see. It's so easy to just read and just skip everything. You know, I'm a, I'm a low-hanging fruit kind of a guy. I'll take the easy path all day long because it's easy. The burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see. I'm so thankful for men and women that have a burden. Brother Tony was talking about it in Sunday school this morning. I mean, just, just a burden for the things of God, a burden for lost souls, a burden uh, to be faithful, to be a testimony to the people around them. People have burdens at Hope Baptist Church that having different ministries, and, and thank God for them. You know, it's not just the pastor that does everything. There's people that do this and people that do that, all that comes together. Really, it's all John Shine, but... <laughs> But we support John Shine, amen. No, he's been just such an important part of this church, uh, not just in the last few years for me, but ever since he's been coming, for uh, ever since Moses. I don't know how long it's been. But he has been a blessing to this church. And that doesn't just come from, oh, I think I'll show up for church, or I think I'll just do something. I think I'll come to one activity. or come to. The... No, that comes with a mindset of, I want to serve God. Where can I serve God? You know what? God gave us a church. I'm gonna, I'll serve God through the church, amen. Thankful for men and women that have a burden. Habakkuk had a burden. By the way, the, the, the more time that you spend in the word of God, the more burden that you have about lost souls and the things of God. It's just the way it is. The more time that we spend in the word of God, you know what's going to happen? We're going to have a deeper worship. 
If you're not reading the Word of God, all you're thinking about is, okay, how long do we get out of here? i got to do this today and this today. That's all that I really care about right now. But I'm going to be here for now because it's a good thing for me to do. No, no, no. But when we're studying and we're in the Word of God, all of a sudden we're looking for what God has for us. The time frame in which this, this was written was, was, was not good. <laughs> we have a tendency as, as, as people... Is we, we want to put attributes to the same as us. For example, oh, my little doggy that I love, oh, he has human attributes. I want to treat him like a human. It's not a human. It's a dog, right? But that's what we do because we love him so much, right? It's what we do. Sorry, I just, I'm getting people in my mind that love their dogs right now. Sorry to everybody. <laughs> but the point is made. We do that. We put these attributes, right? And so when we read the word of God, we put these attributes, oh, Habakkuk had a burden, okay. And we think of like you know, my life, 2020, 22, America, how are things in my life? Well, I know what a burden is. So no, no, burden was way different. These minor prophets, you got Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, they're similar minor prophets, and they all come from approximately the same time period. And if we remember, I preached a three-part series on this a couple of years ago, uh, after Josiah, every king was bad. I mean, bad. You think, well, I don't like our president. Look, look, every president we've ever had, there's something that we don't like about him, amen? And trust me, I could go all day about my opinions on the matter. But we don't have a clue about what bad is. What they experienced in the Old Testament particularly. Have you ever read Jeremiah? Jeremiah also fits in this time frame. He was known as the, the, the crying prophet, the lamenting prophet. The northern kingdom here had been taken into captivity already at this point, and the southern kingdom was right on the verge of it. It was a bad time to be, uh, I shouldn't say a Christian, because they weren't called Christians, but it was a bad time to be somebody who loves the God of Abraham. The burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see. He said, O Lord, how long shall I cry, and thou wilt not hear? I, I even, or even cry out, Unto thee of violence, and thou wilt not save. And from Habakkuk's point of view, he was, he was not understanding why God was allowing all this wickedness to happen. He's saying, Lord, how long are you going to allow this to happen? The unrighteous are doing this, this, and this, and the, the, you're not doing anything about it. What are you, why? Why? That's what he's saying to the Lord. You look at Job's life, why did Job have to suffer? Right? I mean, we know for God's glory. We, we, understand, we understand it because we get a bird's eye view of what happened. But let's rubber where the rubber meets the road. Nobody in that entire time period ever got any biblical confirmation that Job was just serving God the whole time. Think about it. So whatever happened in his life, Job was just saying, I'm trusting the Lord, I'm trusting the Lord. And every earthly reason said, you are in the wrong, something is wrong in your life. Job had every reason to say, why, Lord, why? That makes no sense. There's, there's the, the, the iniquities all around me and this just shouldn't be. But God had good reason for it. Same thing here in this time frame. Man, these minor prophets went through some awful, I mean, read Jeremiah. What God had him do. The things that he told these preachers to preach, 
to a wicked, wicked people. Why did God allow his people to be in bondage in Egypt for 400 years? Why did God allow Joseph to be thrown in a pit and then thrown into prison? Why did God allow whatever, fill in the blank, to happen in my life? Because every one of us have a blank to fill in their life. That, that, we, that, that our human instincts start to play the victim like I can't serve God because this happened in my life. Every one of us have that. The problem is some of us feed on that. Why does God permit evil to abound? Why does God permit evil to prosper? As if, as if he just woke up this morning and was like, oh, look at the state America's in. Oh, I had no idea that was ever going to happen. No, before the foundation of the earth, when he was pondering if, she, if he should uh, uh, make, uh, create mankind or not, understanding the consequence that he would have to literally torture his, his, his only begotten son to death, he knew that America would be in a, in a bad place. He knew that, he knew that the place that the, the, the northern kingdom and southern kingdom would be in, under so many bad kings. You know, God set up a system, but what did we want to do? We want kings like everybody else, and it just caused nothing but problems. We turn to Psalms chapter 73, verse 2. Psalm 73, verse 2. We read a lot of the Psalms of David, but... where David uses the same language that Habakkuk's talking about and coming from the same perspective. What do you mean? You'll see when we read it. Psalms chapter 73, verse 2. David says, But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps uh, had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. And I think that happens to us today as Christians. We say, Oh, man, I'm so envious. He's got that big truck. Man, they got man, they got that big house. You know what? They're not tithing. Look what they're able to have. And man, they're not tithing. And man, God's man allowed them to have all these wonderful things that I want. He said, "I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked." That alone ought to show our hearts when we think that way. And when we look through the the lens, the 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 what do they call them? Beer goggles? Glasses? Beer glasses? You put it on, you don't see clearly, right? Well, well we have glasses we put on that, that's, I'll call them our grace and our mercy, our human grace and our human mercy. And we have the mindset of, oh, he's been in sin. God ought to wipe him out. Oh, God ought to teach them a lesson because they need to get their hearts right. That's, that, that's where our grace and mercy ends. The problem is that we look like this. And God's looking at everything, and God's looking at everything. I'm so thankful that he judges not according to our mercy. Because, Rob, you'd be dead. You'd be dead. I'd hit you with the lightning bolt. You'd be gone. And that's the truth. We're so self-righteous. Amen. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. We all think we're right. (laughs) Thank God that we have truth that we can... Calibrate to a standard, amen. Because if we didn't have that, well, we'd just all be right in our own eyes, amen. Turn to Romans chapter 1, Romans 1 21. We think we know best, but really we don't have a clue. It's our human nature to be wrong, but not just wrong, but selfishly wrong, <laughs> to be exact. 
And when, and when we get saved, there's something happens that... When I found out I was a diabetic, it was like, whoa, I can't touch sugar. But then I was like, well, you know, an Atkins bar actually has two or three grams of sugar. So that's like two or three packs of sugar. Do you know one gram is a pack of sugar? Yeah, think about that, them apples. One gram is a pack of sugar. So, yes, I'm sure. Okay. So Atkins bars have two or three per bar, right? And, um, and I, learned all, I learned all about I took a class as a whole thing, and I learned all about sugar. Well, for the first while, I was like super care. I lost weight. I ate really good. But after a while, it was like, well, you know, if an Atkins bar's got two or three things of sugar, what's wrong with um, eating? Was Kathy, was it your cake this morning? Your bread? Uh, you know what? There's a little end piece of cake. I mean, it's a little piece, brother Jim. It's, it's like not even a third the size of the other ones. I could just eat that because it's probably just got a couple of packs of sugar. It's like eating an Atkins bar, right? And we'll justify a little bit of cheating. We'll justify a little bit of sin. That's what we do, right? So the children of Israel, oh, man, I'm get back. Where was I? Um, it charged to, to, to parent more children. Mom and dad says, don't steal that candy bar. We're not going to steal that candy bar. But after a while, we might be like, you know what? You know what? I could steal the Tootsie Roll, and it's not as bad, right? When God gave the children of Israel, uh, laid out, this is how you're going to live. This is how you need to be governed because you haven't been a governing body for 400 plus years. I'm going to lay things out for you. I am sure that at first people are like, do exactly what he says. We don't know. Then after a while, people are like, yeah, I'm going to just push that a little bit. The next thing you know, you're losing a foot because you've been eating too much sugar. Next thing you know, you're swallowed up by the earth because you disobeyed what God had to say. Romans 1, 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Jump to verse 29. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate. I love how he threw debate in there. Like, I'm not a murderer. I'm not a whisperer, a gossiper. I'm not full of, but, but you're a debater. Amen. Malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, uh, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, ouch, we're all guilty, without understanding, covenant break, breakers, without natural affection. That doesn't go over well in the politically crowd, uh, politically right crowd today. Implicable, unmerciful, who knowing, here it is, guys, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. They're like, I know there's a God and I shouldn't do these things. And maybe for a time I'm going to be obedient. But after a while, it's like, hey, I'm going to push the limit a little bit. You know what? I'm not going to come to this service. It was fine. I'll start not coming to more services. Then you think, how did I get into this place that I'm in? How did I get into this place? And you find yourself in a place where you don't want to be. You are unhappy. You want to be there, but you're here. You know how you got there? By having a mindset of looking through your own grace and your own mercy. Because we use that as a standard, and all of a sudden, our lives are going to be miserable. And the people around us. 
But man, we got God's grace and God's mercy. All of a sudden, we're going to have not a, I have to go to church. But man, I want to and I get to go to church. Amen. I'm glad that God hasn't struck me down because of my iniquity. Because he'd have done it a long, long time ago. Amen. And just as a side note, when God gave the children of Israel uh, rules and regulations, what did it start with? And this is just a side note. They didn't start drinking. They didn't start with fornication. They didn't start by stealing anything. You know what they started with? Murmuring. Nobody likes the guy that's complaining all the time. I got that guy at work. I avoid him at every chance I get. He's a downer. Murmuring. Satan loves murmurers, people that complain. Amen. Regardless of how we think people should be, it doesn't matter what the heathen do. God's still God. It doesn't matter what the far left is going to do. Rob, God's still God. It doesn't matter what the far righters are going to do. God's still God. Amen. It doesn't matter whatever trouble comes our way. God is still God. It doesn't matter what China or Russia is going to do. God's still God. He's in control. He didn't wake up this morning and say, oh, my goodness, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Then nor should we because we're putting our trust in him, the one who knows the beginning from the end. Before the Holocaust, God was still God. Before Adolf Hitler was born, God was still God. When he was killed, God is still God. Before we were born, God was still God. And long after we're gone, God will still be God. You don't have to turn there, but Daniel 2.20 says, Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. Habakkuk, in this context, in chapter 1, he is lamenting for his, his people, for his time period. He's lamenting for the authority that is wicked over him. It's not our burden to know why. But Tony said this morning, it's not our burden to win people to the loss. It's our burden to witness and to warn them. It's not my burden to feed you. It's my burden to prepare a meal. You can eat it if you want to. I can't force feed nobody. It's not Habakkuk's burden to know why God's allowing this. It's his job to accept it. Amen. No matter what happens in our lives, good or bad, past, present, future. The only thing that matters is the word of God and how we responded to it. That's all that matters. You know what? That's actually what we're going to be literally judged by on judgment day is, is how we responded to the word of God. Not why this or why that, but our response. 
So Habakkuk asked God the question, why? And we're not going to read the whole few chapters, but immediately, immediately he asked the question, why? Then immediately he responds before God even responds. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1, here's Habakkuk's response. He says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me. And what I shall answer when I am reproved. What does our sinful hearts do? Oh, it seems like it's more nowadays than ever. You can't reprove nobody. They just can't handle it. Amen. But what a testimony of itself, Habakkuk. Man, he's saying, he, not only does he ask a question, why? But then he immediately changes gears and he says, he goes, I'm going to set upon my watch. I'm going to watch and see whatever God says. And not only am I going to listen to what God says, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be careful in what I answer when I'm reproved. If we could have that hard attitude, how, what kind of Christian could we be? Amen. What kind of husband could we be? Amen. When God answers the question of why, if he does, don't be surprised when it seems harsh. Through the little looking glass of our grace and mercy, you know, we say, what? Why is God allowing that? That is harsh. Why did God just hit Tony with a lightning bolt? That's harsh. We saw what God could see. We realized, wow, if that didn't happen, his family wouldn't have got saved. And God allowed this to happen, allowed that to happen. Amen. It's like, it's like, it's like the more we get away from the Lord, the more we're blinded. It's just really the truth. Um, we, we see selfishly. And the more we read and study, the more we can see. And the more we get away from God, all we see is this again. And then the more we get away from God, all we see is ourselves. And that's all that matters is this little bubble that we live in. How can we please this? When, when you live in the dark, even a little dim light is offensive. Let alone when you live in the dark and all of a sudden the light is turned on, all of a sudden that is offensive and that is harsh. I, that's why the world hates the word of God as a whole. You don't have to turn there, but Job 38.4, here's a response God gave to Job. Wow. Job, one of the, 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 the most highly respected men, in my opinion, of all of history, also was reproved harsher than any man that I think I know of. God, you can turn there if you want, Job 38, 4. Where was thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if thou hast understanding. Who, who, who hath laid the measure thereof, if thou knowest, or who hath stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fasted? Or who laid the cornerstone thereof? Habakkuk could not understand how such a wicked people could be used by God. Turn to Romans 9.15. Romans 9.15. We are so blessed in the day and age with which we live. And you say, oh, we live in the age of grace. Sure, it's always been the age of grace. Always will be the age of grace. But we now have the complete scriptures that we can look at. That God has given us. You say, yeah, well, they had prophets, but I would much rather have a complete word of God that we can all have and hold and read and study as much as we want to than to rely. We'd have to wait on the preacher or the prophet to preach. Amen. I'm so glad that we have this and we can study it and memorize it. 
God gave us something better. Amen. But from a bird's eye view, we can see how God has used wicked people for his glory in the past. Look at Romans 9.15. For he saith to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. Amen. For the scripture saith unto Pharaoh, even for the same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might show my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Therefore hath he mercy on him, he will have mercy on whom he will hardeneth. The very same grace and mercy that has been given to the person that offends us is coming from the exact same grace and mercy source, the exact same grace and mercy well fountain that has been extended to us. The well is called the God of Abraham. It's called the God of Job. It's called the God of Habakkuk. It's called the God of the mountain and the God of the valley. It's all the same God. Turn to Psalms 18.31. Two more scriptures and we'll close. That was Habakkuk's response. Let's just look at David's response real quick to an almighty God when, when things are happening around that you just don't like what you're seeing. If you haven't understood it yet as an adult, but it's a response that matters. I will spank my children depending on their response. It doesn't matter as much as what happened to them as what their response was to it. I feel like adults don't get that, and, and, and we see that so often. Here's David's response, Psalms chapter 18, 31. For who is God, save the Lord? Or, or who is a rock, save our God? It is God that girdeth me with strength and maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hinds feet and setteth me upon high places. Look at one more verse. We'll go to Job's response. Job chapter 1, verse 20. Man, I love this. Job chapter 1, verse 20. My clock says it's 102 up here, so we got to close the message. Amen. Job chapter 1, verse 20. This is Job's response. First of all, I want to highlight one more time some of the greatest a man that I have not much more respect than any man in history, Job. He's at the top of the list. Top one, two, three for sure. And God was harsher to Job than anyone that I can think of. But look at the wisdom and character of Job. We get a stub finger. We're too tired from coming home from work. We can't serve him. We, whatever, you name your lame excuse for not serving an almighty God. Job had a reason to not serve. He had a reason to quit God altogether. Yet we stub our toe. We're just going to put it on Facebook. Can't serve God anymore. Here's Job's response. Then Job arose and rent his mantle, shaved his head and fell down upon the ground. And What? He worshipped and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Boy, wouldn't it be great if something bad happens in your life, no matter how small or how great it is that you think it is, if your response was, I'm just going to serve God with all that I am, holding nothing back. But what do we do? We bow our back. So and so, do you believe what the preacher did? Can you believe what happens? 
send. Let Satan doeth what he will. As opposed to just getting down on our hands and knees and saying, God, I don't know, understand why this is happening. Lord, I pray that you get the glory in all of it. Lord, I want to just serve you. I want to worship you in spite of what I don't understand. It's not our job to know the why. And, and can I tell you, bad things are going to happen. And there are bad things in my life, even as a pastor, that have happened. That I can say, I don't know why that happened. But you know what? I can say, to God be the glory. I'm going to worship him nonstop. Because it's our response that matters. Our, our blessings come from our responses to what happens in our lives. We've got too many Christians that are just quitting. Used to Christians. As Jeff Rogers said, they used to do this. They used to do that. We've got too many of that. We literally hinder the blessings of God because we're, we're, our response is wrong. You say, life isn't treating me fair. Well, God allowed that for his glory, whatever it is. The question is, what are you going to do about it? God's watching to see what you're going to do about it. He's not going to force you to do nothing. I like what Joshua said. He said it best. That's for me and my house. We will serve the Lord. You know what that means? Tomorrow morning, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Tuesday, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Wednesday, same thing. Thursday, same thing. We're going to serve the Lord. And there'll be times we'll fall on our faces and mess up. But when we do, we're going to worship the Lord. We're going to give Him the glory. There's going to be times in our lives. There's going to be times in our ministry. When things are going to happen that it just seem awful and it's going to be hard and it's going to be a bummer. But what are we going to do? We're going to worship the Lord. We need to have a church that has a mindset like Joshua. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Our family needs to adopt that. Our, our, in our personal lives, we need to adopt that. No matter what, I'm going to serve the Lord. Habakkuk's response is, is the most important thing. David's response uh, Job's response. It's how we respond that's so important. Yeah. If you're lost this morning, it's your response that literally will matter for all of eternity. Right. Sure. There's an almighty God that is beckoning and calling and he's convicting hearts even right now. Yeah. But how are we going to respond to that? Are we going to say, yeah, I know, God, you sent your son to die. I know I've heard the, the legend and the myth. The fact is, Romans chapter 1 tells us that we all know that there's a God. And we all just deny it and we suppress it. There are no atheists. They're self-proclaimed atheists. But everyone knows that there's a God. If you're not saved this morning, I pray that you make, uh, you make today uh, the day of salvation. Amen. Let's close in a word of prayer. I thank you, God, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for the strength and the power that's in it. Lord, it's not of us, but it's all.